Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to another episode of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. You say that very authoritative. Well, I'm you know trying to mix it up. Oh, I yeah. just thought maybe you listened to a uh, previous episode and there was some confusion. No, you, you've done this for decades. Identity I'm confusion. still rehearsing every single day. Oh, well, that's your first mistake. <laughs> a lot of changes since the last time we talked in the government management realm. The biggest one is the biggest leader in this space is saying goodbye. That's right. It's an earthquake in the government management community. Is it really? Well, yeah. When the titular leader of management improvement efforts announces she's going to move on. It means, number one, we're missing her leadership. Mm -hmm. Number two, a lot of mystery about who will take over after her and whether they'll change direction or priorities. Uh, Margaret Weikert has done a tremendous job driving the president's management agenda. Um, I think she's done a really great job marshalling the community in the direction of improvement that the president's management agenda sets and has made some progress. You know, it's it's probably too soon to check off some major quantitative improvements, and that's one of the things that's too bad. Mm -hmm. So you won't really cement her legacy until probably years after she's gone. The reason that I suggest that it may not be a surprise that she's leaving. I didn't say surprise. I just meant an earthquake. It is. It is. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. You did use the word earthquake. The reason I asked, is it really though? Because she's been in the job almost three years Mm -hmm. and she's exceeded the expiration date that most of those most of the people that hold those positions are able to make it it's 18 to 24 months is usually the most that somebody can spend in one of those spots just because they're so demanding and then on top of it she served for almost a year as the acting director of the office of personnel management which is a full-time 70 80 90 hour week job by itself yeah that's right she was running the largest retirement system the largest health care system the largest security clearance system for background investigation system the largest personnel system in the world. That was the side gig. Yeah, that was her side gig. Right. That was That's what she was doing part-time. And during that time, attempting to reorganize the agency, to abolish it and consolidate it with the General Services Administration. So, you know, I think that may have hampered her progress on some of the priorities of the president's management agenda. Um, no one should be asked to take on those two tasks Nonetheless, she did it. Maybe that contrib- that's one of the contributing factors to why she's leaving. You could certainly see why somebody in that situation would be a little bit tired after a yeah. number of years of doing that. What will you pay attention to as far as the continued execution of the PMA, though? Because what I've been struck by, we've talked about this on this program before, is how people uh, from both sides of the aisle, from all previous administrations have said this president's management agenda is very valuable, is very useful, and should continue. What will you pay attention to at the beginning of a new administ- or a new term of an administration, whether President Trump's reelected or whether another person becomes president? What what's the most important thing to watch as far as the continuity of the PMA? Well, 
I've started to analyze some of the management priorities that have been announced by all of the candidates currently running for president. Mm-hmm. And that took 11 seconds. It is, unfortunately... I would have as, said shorter, but okay. As you know, not a major priority of most candidates. So trying to tease out some of the things that people are saying, how they would approach government. You know, Bernie Sanders comes. That's a... Uh, he, his vision is for a wholly restructured federal government. Um, Much as, larger. And, and that would take a lot of work. Just necessary to administrate all of the things that he's proposed. That's right. I think the last three administrations have shown value in developing a framework for driving performance and management improvement. Mm-hmm. I think you'd see refinements under Trump, wholesale changes under the other administrations. Still not really clear what those those would be. All right. Um, what else is going on that you're paying attention to right now? So the last time we had a conversation like this, we talked about this being a year in which, even though conventional wisdom suggests you won't get things done, right. some things might slip through. Right. Uh, Senator Enzi and Senator Warner introduced legislation, the CFO Vision Act of ni- of 2020. Yeah. Get 19. it? Get it? Yeah. 2020? Uh-huh. Get it? That's clever. Um, I see what they did there. They are proposing amendments to the CFO Act of 1993. There seems to be some consensus that rationalizing. You know what started this? <laughs> oh, I yawned. <laughs> We've just seen the personification of the podcast. Yeah. There oh, my God. It's the first time we've broken down That's in the middle of the. Ninety-some okay. episodes for that to happen, <laughs> and it was all because. Of <laughs> I mean, seriously, it was it was about the most inopportune time because he's kind of you were kind of looking down, and you were just talking about it, and you looked up as you're talking about these amendments, and you just got me right at the beginning. And I went, so you got so the, I went like I went, I was talking and I was pulling it off. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to start by saying, so the last time we had a conversation like this, we talked about, even though conventional wisdom said we wouldn't be able to get things done, some things might slip through. I I think we stumbled upon one. Senator Enzi and Senator Warner have introduced legislation to amend the CFO Act of 1993. It's called the CFO Vision Act of 2020. Get it? I see what they did there. So the financial management community has been clamoring for refinements, the responsibilities of the CFOs, um, other uh, uh, sort of ensuring that the activities of the CFOs are focused on valuable things um, and not on compliance or or less valuable activities. So the bill's been introduced, referred to the Homeland Security and Government Affairs Committee, the chair of that committee is also a sponsor, so that bodes well for yes. its passage. Uh, we talk about Margaret Weikert. She's the position she holds uh, is uh, was created by the act that they're amending. So there may be some refinements to OMB responsibilities as well, especially uh, the division of responsibilities between uh, Treasury and OMB. Uh, and their financial management responsibilities. Uh, I want to shout out to John Kaminsky at the IBM Center for the Business of Government because he tipped me to this bill, said, hey, this is coming out. You should pay attention to this. Full disclosure, I read it. I'm not sure I understood it. 
very well. What is the essence of it, and does the essence of it, as you just described to some degree, does that match up with what should happen in the CFO community to really empower them to deliver, say, the way that Fatara empowers CIOs to deliver? Or is this a different thing? I think coming up with a consistent set of responsibilities for all CFOs is really important, and the bill does that. Calling out the fact that we need a way to measure the performance of financial management, another important ingredient that this bill does. I think there are some other things that have emerged when hearing from CFOs that I think could improve the bill. So, for instance, we've talked about the President's Management Agenda. It has been successful in successive administrations, codifying that as the management and performance improvement framework for the Deputy for Management and the President's Management Council. I think that's an enhancement that you could find that could find its way into this legislation. There are other things I know. I know we it won't be. Uh, we'll have an opportunity to refine it, but but time is slipping. Mm-hmm. If if they want to get it done, they'll need to agree on some some uh, language here pretty soon. My fear too is that when you say refine it, refine it could also be in air quotes, and it might wind up not being as good as it is when it starts out. That's right. It might wind up being actually detrimental to the cause of improving financial management. That's recovery. right. At some at some point, it becomes not worth doing. Hopefully, yeah. this will be this will sustain some real changes. All right. Um, I, I'm I, I appreciate what you mentioned earlier about when we talked about this stuff the last time because when you said before that some bipartisan things could happen despite all the sniping that's going on. I listened back to that episode after it started, and I went, there's no chance that's going to happen. And yet, events of the last couple of weeks have kind of borne out your prediction. So good on you. Well, we'll see. Hopefully it's bigger than amendments to the CFO Act of 1993. We'll take what we can get at this point. Absolutely right. I mean, we just have to be happy for anything. All right. What else should we – anything else that's on your radar screen? Watching the budget machinations going on. Starting already. Yeah, that's right. Didn't that's waste right. any time. Nope. They still got a lot of work to do. You still think there's going to be a CR? I do. Sure thing. Want to bet on it? Yep. Um, How much? What are you willing to I wager? I don't know what we should I'm, wager. My money's on a CR. Your money's on uh, regular order by sep- end of September? No, that doesn't really sound like a wise bet. I'll take it? your money. <laughs> right. I will take your money. Yeah. Now that you now that you lay it out like mm-hmm. that, I'm not sure I want to do that. Maybe this we is could, why I wouldn't be good at, in Vegas. Maybe right? we could set Don't a, take that bet. All right. Let's do this. Let's set the... It's, we can't do over-under on a calendar, really. Okay. So let's do a before-after instead of an over-under bet. Okay. And let's make the CR, the regular order date, when we get funded bills, uh, what's Thanksgiving this year? It's the third, I don't know. I don't even know when Thanksgiving is. Why am I hosting this show with Who, you? It's I don't not, know anything. Because it's not in your contract to know when Thanksgiving is. All right. Thanksgiving. November 26th. All right. Thanksgiving is the before-after date. Do you want to take the before or the after? After. Wow. All right. I'll take the before. Great. I'll bet you dinner. Awesome. Steak dinner. Perfect. Your choice of location. And if I win, my choice of location. I'm Googling Paris Steakhouses right now. (laughs) As am I. (laughs) Great to see you as always. Good to be with you. 
Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grand Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.